0: Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders! Welcome to Roll for Combat! Three Ring Adventure!
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat! Three Ring Adventure! I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, they have finished their three-encounter bleed fight. And now it's time to rest, relax, and explore the rest of the cigarette. So, first up, battles Zo news. Mark Seifter starts this Monday, which means by the time you're listening to this, he's already started. So the very first thing he's gonna be doing as he joins us full-time here at Roll for Combat and the Battle Zoo line is he's gonna be going through 5th edition Monster Part System. The book is completely done. It's actually been written, it's even been play tested, but since Mark wrote the monster part system for pathfinder second edition and he's been so busy finishing up the dragon book that he didn't really have a chance to look at the Monster part system. And quite frankly, he still has to learn 5e as well as he knows Pathfinder 2nd edition. So the very first thing he's going to do so we can get that book out as soon as possible is he's going to be reading over all the Monster part system that was written by our 5e team, which is absolutely fantastic. It's actually the core team that did the level up campaign for Ian World. They wrote it. We've tested it. I think it's a solid system. But I still want Mark to go through it, give it his stamp of approval, and then we'll put in the final layout. So the monster Part system and the 5 v Battles of Bestiary is more or less done. We just need one more final review, and then it goes to layout, and then that should be out February, no problem. Then the Dragon Book. So everyone's like, where's the Dragon Book? Where's the Dragon Book? Dragon Book is like 80% done. We just have the special 45th dragon that needs to be done, and let me tell you, I got someone amazing. In fact, I'm signing the contract today to get this person to make the 45th dragon. I told you it's going to be someone famous. Just to give you an idea of how famous they're. I actually had to negotiate a contract for several weeks it wasn't just like oh do you want to do a dragon for me it's like no actually we had to negotiate a contract to have this person do the dragon with myself and mark because that's how big of a deal they are so we're gonna have a special famous person do the 45th Dragon. I think everyone's going to be very happy with who is going to be making the dragon. And we're going to do some video of this so you can actually watch us make the dragon with this person. You can see the before and after. You can see us actually making the dragon with this person. And then we're going to show after we make it and design it with them what it looks like at the end, including all the artwork. As for the book itself, let's see. Writing is about 85% done. When Mark is here full time, he figures he just needs a week and he'll finish the book. So one week and that book is done. Then the artwork. We have about 90% of the artwork done. We're actually working on the border right now. And then the last thing we need is sort of spot illustrations and what we call full pagers and half pagers, which are, hey, what do you know? Full page and half page illustrations. So we'll get all that in there. So I'm looking for hopefully the book is going to be released for Pathfinder again in February. So that will be, well, done and this is uh this is going to be a huge book this book is going to have more feats more abilities and more ways to play dragon than any single class in fact this ancestry is bigger i think than pretty much all the classes in pathfinder definitely all the core classes and i think even you put in like all the expansions by the time we're done this is just a gigantic gigantic ancestry it's basically almost like two classes maybe even three classes because you can play However you want. You can play the dragon as a Dragon Ravager, which is like a really hardcore dragon with dragon abilities. You can just kind of play Dragon Light, which is you get a couple of dragon abilities, but you know, you're kind of more of a humanoid dragon. You can be a dragon mage, where you go deep into the magic and the lore of being a dragon. And then we even have a couple of hybrids in there. You'll see. We got a lot of cool stuff in there. And the artwork, it's the best artwork I've ever seen. There's probably more dragons in this book than any other book ever published, probably ever. I think we have, right now, I think there's a hundred plus dragons right now that are going to be in the book. So if you like dragons, and you like cool illustrations of dragons doing PC-type things, then you're going to like this book. And then, once the book is done, we're going to move it over to 5e, which should not take very long, because although this book is very complex, The actual method behind the madness is actually quite simple because we're using all the ancestry rules that you can find in Pathfinder and we're just going to, well, reuse those rules and put them into 5e. We're kind of Pathfindering 5e, if you will. That's one of the nice things about 5e is the rules are so loose that you can just kind of make up systems however you want. And, well, you know, the Pathfinder system works really well. So why don't we just take the Pathfinder system and make it for 5e? There you go. That works pretty well, obviously with some adjustments, but it's going to be very similar. In fact, if you play Pathfinder and you look at this, you're going to be like, hey, I know where this came from. I know how this works. And then finally, Jewel the Indigo Isle. It looks like Ron Lundeen is pretty much done with his adventure so that's two out of the three adventures will be done probably by the time you listen to it which means linda palmer is the only one left uh again we wrote these in order because it is one large adventure and they're being linked so this is kind of on purpose because the first adventure had to be written so we can link it to the second and now the third adventure is the most complex one the third adventure takes parts of the first two adventures and combines them into one mega adventure so obviously it's a little annoying and now i can see why people don't do it this way and the way like the pathfinder adventure paths are written is they're all standalone like they can just write all six of them simultaneously and it's fine because they have the individual plot points and they don't really intersect too much with each other or they do indirectly But this adventure, everything's intersecting with each other, and there's a lot of crossover, and there's a lot of connective tissue. So we had to write it in order to make sure that we didn't go back and mess things up and have to rewrite the whole thing. But this way, things that happen in the second book are directly impacted by the first book, and obviously the third book is directly impacted by the first and second book. So we had to do it in that order. And then finally, for the actual books themselves, the good news is, is that we have approved the printing of the Pathfinder Battle bestiary. That's right. It's going to be really, really nice. So the reason it took so long is that I had to go through with the printing press, which is in China, the color balance. Now, back in the old days, the way this would work is that you would actually fly to the printer, actually go on press and actually be there while they're printing it to make sure the color balance is correct and if you need to change things, they would do it on the fly. Those days are long gone. I haven't gone on press in 25-30 years. So, I don't even know anyone who even does that anymore. Uh, So now everything is done through FedEx, (laughs) and that's how you do everything. And the big issue was that the color, I felt, was a little dark. In the inside of the book, so I had them redo all that, and then I was happy with the inside. But the big problem was the cover, because the cover, for various reasons, was just coming out kind of blah, and I didn't really like the way the color came out. So I worked with them very carefully. The problem with that is you gotta work with them, you gotta do the color balance. It might look fine on your computer, and then they print it out on a fake cover and FedEx it to you, and then it looks like crap. So that took a while. That took a good month, month and a half maybe even two months. Uh, There was a lot of holidays in there and stuff. And then finally, I managed to get it back. I proved the cover. I'm holding them in my hands as we're talking, and it looks incredible. And if he gets a special edition, we added emboss on the front. So it is gold foil embossed. It looks badass. Actually that emboss looks so good. I was thinking of doing it on all the books. Because it's not that expensive, but man, it looks really good. Just having it like pop, and then you got the gold foil, and then there's gold on the side. There's just gold everywhere. It's a lot of gold on it. It just looks neat. Looks high quality. It's it's nice. I really like the special edition version. Came out awesome. Anyhow, that is being printed up as we speak. Hopefully you get your hand on those in a few months. Those have to be shipped from China. Good news is all that shipping problems are pretty much gone. So expect to get those books in your greedy little hands. Probably, hmm, it's about three months from now. That's uh, how long it takes for them to print it. And then ship it and go through customs, get into our warehouse, and then we'll start shipping them out. If you order just the Battles of Bestiary, you'll get that shipped separately. If you ordered it with other books, then you'll have to wait for the other books to get finished before that one is shipped. So anyhow, there is the big update on Battles of Bestiary and all the Battles of Books. And then RPG Superstar, well, by the time you listen to this, it's probably over. And we're going to be starting professional judging voting. And the way that works is that we will take all the public votes, we'll take the top monsters, we'll move them to the judge voting, and then the judges will vote. And then in the end, it's a combination of both public voting and judge voting that will determine the final winners. And that's not going to be announced until March 15th. That is when the final winners will be announced. Anyhow, with that, let's get to show notes, which will be pretty short because I just kind of went through everything that I would normally put into show notes. Show notes this week. Okay, the big thing I want you to all do is go to our YouTube page. Just go to youtube.rollforcomment.com and subscribe, because Mark and I are going to be starting up a show in the very near future. Maybe as soon as this week that you're listening to this podcast right now. We're going to be doing a live show. Mark and I are going to talk about a subject, answer questions, and a few other really big surprises. I can't talk about them just yet. i got to work out a few more details, but You're going to like it. Just trust me. Everyone, I'm always like, trust me. Just trust me, okay? I got a lot of cool things coming up. We're going to be breaking the mold in multiple ways. So be on lookout for that. So again, just go to the YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you hit the little bell because it's going to be a live show, and this way you'll be alerted, and then you can talk to us live on the air and be part of what we're gonna be doing, which I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you're gonna wanna take part in this, trust me. As for the Patreon, now that I have Mark on board, I wanna try to add some more stuff to the Patreon, cause right now at five bucks, you get to listen to us live and you get to shows a little early, but, with Mark on board, I can actually add some more fun things to the Patreon. So do check that out. with rollforcombat.com. And there's a newsletter which you should subscribe to. And you can just go to rollforcombat.com. There's a pop-up that will appear. Just enter your email and you'll be subscribed to the newsletter. And that will be a weekly newsletter. Mark's going to write that and we're going to get that out. So lots of things are going to be happening after you start listening to this podcast. And Mark starts here full-time. A lot of things. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. Okay, you killed Zolgaths. You killed a T-Rex. Wow, that's going to be some good eating. Get the bag of holding, stuff it in there, bring it over to the circus, and holy crap, are you going to have ribs for like the next month?
2: (laughs) (laughs) If we can get Brontosaurus Burger, man, we'll be set.
0: Lauren Sig is playing Hap, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. T-Rex burgers. Rob Termarco is playing Darius Verus, a half-elf monk of the mountain style.
3: We'll be feeding yeah. the circus people, and they'll be like, uh, okay, so remember, just take your portion. And they're like, well, how many ribs? One. Just one rib, and you give it to them, and it's like a freaking tomahawk steak.
0: <laughs> Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Varus a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler.
1: No, it's going to be like Fred Flintstone yeah. in the beginning. Of the yeah. like it knocks over the it's car. Like a two-handed rib.
3: <laughs> like No, you just get one giant rib.
2: Yeah. When you're done with the rib, you have a great
4: club left over. Otteron will look over the zolgas in case any have anything of interest.
0: Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, a human witch of curses.
1: Oh, yeah. The Zolgaths, that's right. I forgot, they actually have stuff on them. You look around and the Zolgaths have... The same crap that was on the other ones way back from last hour. I'm shocked. Oh, they they got nothing but the finest crap on them. Let's see. What crap do they have? Oh, ooh, scimitars. Don't forget the javelins. Huh. Uh, how can the
2: agents be finding, like, vaults of gold that they can have, and we find, like, some javelins?
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't understand (laughs) this. Because they're in a city adventure. They're going to the coins district and literally guarding banks. And they get coin afterwards. They're getting bling. They have tens of thousands. They have so many gold pieces. They're just like plus two here, plus two there. They're just like. All blinged out. They don't even
2: know what to do with. You know what we have that they don't? What? Monster parts. We have so many monster parts. They're yeah. fighting all these people. If we
1: were using the monster parts system, you would be rich, rich. I tell you. Autron
4: has a lot of stuff. Autron's taking T Rex teeth, by the way, for scrimshaw or
1: make blades.
3: Mm-hmm. That sounds cool.
1: Oh, you know how much that weighs? Uh, like T Rex bulk part It's it's eight bulk. Actually, no, Wait actually it's tooth? 16 16 bulk for
3: the Not the whole T-Rex.
1: Well, that's what according to yeah. the Monster Parts rules, but it I is. just
4: want a few teeth.
1: 8 8 uh, 16 bulk. There you go. 16 bulk.
3: Bag
2: of holding.
4: Yeah, I've got stuff from dinosaurs, wolves, the Roper, snapping fly trap, demons, pugwampi, very heavy. Very method. heavy.
2: It's because like under the Monster Part system, it's probably not just the
1: teeth. It's like all the usable parts of the T Rex. It's all the parts, and and they they are incredibly heavy. Have you ever picked up like a fish? No, like have you ever seen like tunas and stuff? And like you know, like the real thing. Yeah, tuna are pretty big. Yeah, yeah, tuna are huge. Oh, yeah, they're, they're they're like they're eight hundred pounds. They're freaking gigantic.
3: Stephen, <laughs> yeah. here's what I'd like to do. I would like to upgrade my armor. Specifically the arms, because if you notice, like, Harith doesn't really have arms, like, sleeves on her her armor. Yes. And I would like to upgrade them with the T-Rex arms. Now, I know that they're really small (laughs) for a T rex but they should be about human size. And I think that would be really cool with the claws at the end and everything. I just think that would be neat.
1: You got it. I want you, then, whenever you do an attack, you just have to go.
3: You know, let us use the monster part system retroactively, and I'll totally do that.
1: You know... I kind of know the system pretty well <laughs> since I wrote it, and we have actually added quite a few number Ooh. of abhumans since we last used it. There's now 29 abhumans. Oh my goodness. And there's way more. So I'm actually totally for using the monster parts system.
3: I think that would even us out with the agents where they keep, wow. like, planning vaults full of gold.
4: That'd be cool. Yeah, I agree.
3: Murdering creatures and taking their parts.
4: Atron does have lots of stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I have no problem with it if all of you agree. I'll have to do a little bit of work, but it's actually not that hard. I can I can figure yeah. it out. I feel like we're hard. doing
3: it in the other show, anyway, so we're learning it. And I think Alhara is going to be way more willing to become the.
1: It's real easy,
3: badass monster warrior. Well, and I'm just so proud of what you're doing with Battle Zoo that I'd like to see
1: it featured in the show. It's actually so easy to do, especially now because I have tools. The hardest part is actually figuring out sometimes which parts come from the monster that can be used for imbuements. But if you download the Excel spreadsheet, which I created, that you just type in the monster and its abilities, and it will generate the stat block so that you know automatically what you can use. And it takes like two minutes. Now, every monster will take a while. Hopefully someone will do it for the (laughs) bestiaries one, two, and three. But for now, it will take... Ten minutes for me to do a module. It doesn't take that long. So, but yeah, it's it's easy. It's easy. It's very easy to do. And at these levels, holy crap! You just killed a Tyrannosaurus. Boom. Level ten. Oh my god. Let's look up how much that would be worth.
3: What level are the stone golems?
1: Now you're gonna cry on the stone golems. Yes, yeah, stone golems too. Let's let's just do one. Okay. How much the Tyrannosaurus is worth in monster parts? Oh my God! Detronosaurus is worth 275 gold pieces. Nice.
3: Jeez.
1: That, yeah, that's what I thought.
2: What would the agents have got out of it? Like an entire like boat. Here, you can have this boat.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Probably worth about 700 gold pieces. Or you could have gotten like 700 gold pieces worth of monster parts. I don't know. It seems fair to me. And then the agents always, like, brag about
2: how well they do. Yeah. It's like, no friggin' wonder, Bruce Wayne. I don't want to hear about it.
1: You know what? Uh They don't spend their money, and they all took flaws, and one of them didn't even bother with the free archetype. I let you pick my feats for the longest time. All I'm saying is that they actually do balance it out with, like, Kind of hobbling their characters a bit. That's what I'm saying.
3: A dies every fight. <laughs> I'm playing a swashbuckler with a strength weapon. As hey, e-
5: if you want to switch, go right ahead.
3: Okay. Next level uh, up, we'll right? We'll do that then.
5: Can someone just make a finesse staff? Yeah.
3: I talked about what you'd have to do to do that, and it's. I mean, there are other better finesse weapons based mm. on how it was recommended by Paizo. I mean, Mark, how you would balance that.
1: Uh. Anyhow. <laughs>
3: Steven doesn't like it when I say by Paizo and Mark. No, no,
1: you can say it all you want.
2: (laughs) I can say by Paizo, but I always mean Louise.
1: Yeah, I know. I was like, yours is Louise. Yeah. (laughs) Yours is Mark. Well, or Linda. Or Patrick. Or Ron. We're
2: going to play that game. I have others in my circle, too. Thank you very much. I'm not
1: playing it a game. I'm just saying that's what I have. Anyhow, so (laughs) what are you going to do? You're in the south of the Ziggurat. And by the way, if you want to climb up, Ed, You can, it's not that bad, because it's mud brick, and it's like either athletics check, well, that's it, (laughs) it's an athletics check to climb up, it, or if you have magic, it's 140 feet to get to this crack, where it's sort of exploded out right there.
2: Just get in the bag of holding, I'll fly you up. This is what we do now. Oh yeah,
1: I guess that's what happens Mm -hmm. now.
3: I mean, I could probably climb it pretty mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Let's do it.
2: I, I, is somebody starting to agree with me that it's silly and we shouldn't do this? Nope. All right. Everyone get in the bag. Get in the bag of holding. Why would
1: I disagree with one of the greatest rules ever written in history? This has been around since... Because I listened to your pre-show. Since pre-first
5: yeah, yeah. edition. Also, it's not fun. It's not fun listening to people make a bunch of climb yeah. checks. Boring. loved... True.
1: The bag of holding of explosion people. Yep. People love That was it. awesome. So let's do Bag of Holding Explosion Part Two. Alright, everybody get in the bag and i fly us up there. I wanted to talk in
2: character okay. first. Oh, okay. Okay.
4: Uh, Atron will say in character, if we go climb up or fly or whatever we do, that is fine. We just also need to plan how we would retreat as well, since we can't just walk or run our way out and backward. And we do not have the same heal resources, so I want to make sure we know how we would retreat.
2: Couldn't we just... Couldn't you just slide
1: down the side? Mm, Far. 120 feet? It's pretty rough. I mean, it's like sliding down a broken brick wall there is a slope to it so i will say yeah but you're gonna take damage and have to do some rolls so you don't like hit yourself and start tumbling down and fly
5: off of it
4: i think we would have to use the bag i can fly
5: now once so okay that's what we'll do we'll retreat while flying
3: well i think that happen i can both just jump
5: I have abilities that let me teleport and can also... I think, we're, very I think we all have okay. a way
3: to deal with this. Yeah,
2: let's yeah, just uh, get up there.
4: Just means I will not fly except for if we have to escape, I think. Yes. Okay, then how we go up? Are we climbing? I'll put Riley whoop?
2: back in a first level pet kosh.
4: We're going to go into the bag.
2: I like I like having pocket Riley as a tool in combat. Yeah, just get in the bag and I'll fly there. Okay. It's just a focus spell for me, so it, I'm basically have infinite cast. Okay. Whew.
4: Alteron will like take a few breaths and then get in the bag.
2: All right, here we go. Okay, Hap,
1: move yourself to where you want to go.
2: All right, I fly us uh, up to the bottom of this crater that looks like it's most of the way up.
1: Okay. You are at the bottom of the crater. The well, let's see. You look over the ledge. The truth of this tower's failure to weather the passing ages is apparent when looking below. At some point in the distant past, the tower's inner core of fill material collapsed, causing the mud brick exterior of its highest level to fall inward. The result was the total collapse of the upper portions of the tower into a great central pile of rubble within the intact sides of the tower's remaining lower tier. Tumbled stone, broken bricks, and centuries of tangled overgrowth fill the tower beneath the Aeon Orb, which continues to orbit serenely nearly 200 feet above the pile. So in front of you, you see, well, it looks like a chasm of destruction. And this is quite obviously difficult terrain because (laughs) you're literally in, well... Difficult terrain, the definition of it. This is about 120 feet north and south and about 65 feet east and west. It's sort of sloped in, but it looks like just years of erosion have mostly flattened this rubble out. Okay. You see the orb. It's about mm, about 160 to 200 feet above you. It's slowly orbiting, and it looks completely fine. It's just there, like, above you.
2: So we do have the extra bag of holding, which was just for water. I'm going to call it here now. That's our body bag. That's the ones that you
5: guys go into. (laughs) Yeah, that was the empty one that we used for the body. Yeah,
2: Yeah. that way I can just turn it inside out, and boom, there you guys are. Yep. So, all right, right, I turn out our body bag. Uh, top of wet in there. Yeah, I like the idea that it's just perpetually damp in that space.
4: I meant to do this before we came up. Smells like cabbage. Oteron gestures towards the heavens. Hamish and pulls down black and violet energy into their mouth as they cast their second false life for the day.
2: I've still got two fifth level spells. I'm doing all right. All my fourth are good.
1: Okay. So you are in this rubble pile. And it's kind of weird, like, being in this pile of rubble, because you're under the orb directly. I mean, it's sort of circling around you, but it's, like, just there. It's, like,
5: kind of unnerving. Does it look like it's damaged at all?
1: Nope. Nope. Looks totally fine. Like, the other ones, you had there was issues, you know. Well, the, the first one was fine. The second right. one was, like, barely hanging on until you, you destroyed the machine. Yeah, it was being drained. Yeah. This one is just, like... <laughs> it's just like it's just in the air
3: like it just don't care while your fly ability is still happening do you want to go up and take a look at it Hap? uh sure
1: okay i'll fly up and take a look you fly up well it is kind of blinding so you can't really look at it directly especially getting too close to it it's like a mini sun it's about the size of you perfectly circular And it is very unnerving, as it's just literally orbiting in a circle, lazily around the tower. There's no sound. It seems to be completely going about its business. And you have a feeling that if you tried to go in its dirt path... That you would probably be turned into cinder, because nothing seems to stop it. it just is moving.
2: Yeah, so I'll fly back. Yeah, um, that thing makes me really uncomfortable.
5: But it's not broken, or nothing is attached nope. to it, right? There's no nope. nefariousness. I don't know, I
2: can't look directly into it. It's like staring into the sun.
5: Yeah, do not do that. Oh, don't do that, then, then it
4: must be fine. We should look around the tower, then.
5: Yeah, let's poke around here.
4: If it's not being drained, then it means maybe they have other Zulgars guarding it.
1: Well, you do notice something a little odd. Alhara can see it. So over here to the northwest, sorry, northeast, you see a corridor that's about 10 feet off the ground. That looks like it goes into the zugaran. It looks like there's an actual tunnel and it's actually oh sorry actually it's 10 feet lower (laughs) not 10 feet higher it looks like there's actually like the rubble collapsed and caused about 10 feet of height as to where this tunnel would have led out to so it looks like there's like a large tunnel what's weird though is that the tunnel is like you can see a bit of the tunnel and then it just hits dark like pure darkness
3: Hmm.
1: And that is, let's see how far away is that. So it's about 80 feet away from you. All
3: right, let's let's approach slowly, but let's go look at that weird collapsed tunnel thing. Yes,
4: maybe it leads into further areas.
3: So far, I'm only going by myself.
4: Atron will maintain his usual 20 to 25 feet
1: distance. You said his. Oops, sorry, there. So you are slowly inching your way up towards the tunnel. Slowly I turn. Step by step. Inch by inch. Yeah. Inch by inch. <laughs> so Darius Alhara, you're getting closer. You can definitely tell this is definitely looks like magical darkness because you see the light is just like hitting this whole area
5: and it's totally fine. But then this area in the tunnel, like you see the tunnel and it's just a wall of black. Ohara, does your station did you have a light that pierces Even magical darkness? Yeah, I do. I was going to get up closer first. Okay, yeah, you're not close enough yet. But
1: as you walk through the rubble, you feel a jostling, a movement, and out comes a creature. Dun, dun, dun.
3: Oh, it's cute. What Uh, (laughs) the? Oh, no. A naked a mole? mole
2: rat. It's cute. Rufus.
3: It's also the size of an elephant. I like how
2: they even gave it the orange in its teeth because they have a lot of iron. Mm-hmm. Or blood. Which contains iron as the central heme group.
4: It's blood. Hopefully not our blood.
3: Vampiric, monstrous mole rat.
1: Okay. As you're walking through, you see it looks like a naked mole rat. 20 feet long. Oh, God. Four eyes, a long pale snout, four thick muscular legs that ended long serrated claws, a stubby pink tail, and also absolutely gigantic teeth that Lauren very accurately described as appearing to be supernatural metal, something otherworldly its claws also glow of this weird material roll
0: for combat
1: now i'm gonna say that it spends its entire action burying itself out so even though it won initiative by a goddamn holy moly rolled to 20 20, 39 for jesus christ (laughs) <laughs> so I think I think it won initiative. Sorry, it actually rolled a nineteen for initiative. So it only
2: critical to
1: us. Like it got ten <laughs> higher than us. If Ugh. it wants to
2: take a full turn, yeah. I'm
1: on board with it. No, no. It literally pops out. And you guys are high enough level. Like you knew something was probably up. So this thing is like jumping yeah. out and it's like rawr, 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 you obviously are in its home. Now, keep in mind, difficult terrain everywhere. It's Where it is Uh to the west of you. Atron is up first. Recall knowledge. Okay. (laughs) Going with the big boys. Well, let's see. The good news is it's a magical beast and you can use arcana and not nature. And you say... (laughs) We are leaving! (laughs) This is a shul. A huge, rare magical beast. They Jeez. are immune to physical except bludgeoning. Wait. Except what? bludgeoning physical 10. Oh. Oh wow. They also are resistant okay, to okay. poison. However, they have this problem that you remember. Ooh. The problem is is that when they hit you, they do the same amount of damage to your armor. Oh. Bypassing hardness uh, that only affects
2: all which is hilarious poor thing uh,
1: well it would, it would completely destroy her armor in a few seconds oh oh another fun fact their claws and their fangs are made out of adamantium
5: oh jesus oh,
1: gosh. go
5: monster <laughs> part system It mean, doesn't, doesn't matter Right. It doesn't matter to us, except for like when we kill it, we can make adamantium things.
3: It matters to my armor. Oh, when they have poison.
4: Aaron will say quickly, these shun they are poisonous and do not use any poison. Bash them with hard bludgeoning attacks and watch out for their claws. They are adamantine and they will rip through armor and other things. Am I forgetting something?
5: Uh my pants are in danger. They also
4: have poison. They are poisonous with their bites and such, so be careful. Okay, so that was one action.
5: I'm how far? Kill it with your biggest spell. Wow.
1: Shuln. Wow, monster part system, you'd make some monster things out of this, I'll tell you. Damn.
5: Sure could. Oh, boy.
2: I'm going to haste you, <laughs> Darius, if you want to delay until after me. Oh, I actually have a Feather Fall. I forgot about that.
5: Yeah, I would. I mean, we all go together, so it doesn't matter. I'll go whenever. I, I don't know about. I don't know how haste. At the beginning of your turn, you get haste. I don't know, but you should also uh, hit it with a fireball. Nah, no,
2: <laughs> this turn is two actions to haste you and one to inspire courage.
4: All right, so I need to be. I want to be,
5: within thirty.
2: Plus, fireball sucks against single targets. What are you talking about?
5: It does a lot of damage. A lot of dice.
2: Uh, sudden bolt. This sudden bolt's my single target spell.
5: All right, then sudden
4: bolt it. Otteron is going to move just a bit closer, and it takes them a little time because they're moving carefully over the rock, so they effectively only get 10 feet closer. That's enough to get them within 30 feet, and then Otteron glares at the creature with
1: evil eye. Oh, please. Evil 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 eye. eye? Really? Really?
2: Give it the stink eye.
1: It has four eyes. If looks could kill. I gotta try and debuff. We appreciate thirty-five.
4: That. Jeez, so All plus right. twenty-one. Wow,
3: that is One.
4: That... wait,
2: no, unaffected. I see.
4: I'm in trouble. Unaffected. Yeah, unaffected. All right, that's my turn.
5: Darius is up. Are you delaying? Delaying till after Hap. Hap is up.
2: Yeah, for two actions, I throw a hasty high-five at Darius. If you accept, whoosh, you get haste. I accept. All right, and then with one action, I see, it, it, it kind of looks so cool, the way you throw this high-five. We do it together, and it's like anime stuff. Yeah, and, and inspire courage. Yeah. It's, everybody's inspired by that nonsense.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: That's three actions. I'm done.
5: Okay. All right. Darius. 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 Typical terrain, don't forget. Don't worry about that. I use Abundant Step, which what? in, with the sound of a, a low, deep heartbeat, teleports woof, woof behind it. What? And then he will take the mountain stance, and then take the mountain stronghold, and then, and then flow your blues.
3: I think you can only do a regular strike, though, because of Oh, uh,
5: not just a one regular strike? No problem. Yep. Strikeity strike any strike ham. 30. 33. Yeah. hit. All right. And that's going to be a little is electricity damage. Is it like that?
1: Yeah, it can take electricity. 17
5: points with my. 17 points of damage.
1: <laughs> okay. A little bit of damage to it. I'll up. Jeez. Mmm. Hungry armor. Yum, mm, yum, 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 yum.
3: Yeah. How
1: much, how much damage did I do? I don't think your armor is going to last one round.
3: No, I don't think so either. But like, I'm honestly considering because on one hand, it's just plus one leather. It's not too expensive to replace. On the other hand, it's like mom's armor.
1: Your mom's armor.
3: But on the
2: third hand,
3: you kind of don't like your mom right now. On the third hand, I kind of don't like my mom right now. Autron's like,
4: you have three hands? (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: right. All right. First action, leap. As Alhara is leaping through the air, she's going to quick draw her bow staff and just come down hard on this thing. 25 against it. 26 against the flat-footed, I guess. You miss. Yeah. Oof.
1: Very quick. Whoosh, moves out of the way.
3: Yeah. That's fine. We're going to just trip it. I'm going to roll athletics.
1: Can you trip something this big?
3: Yeah! I can. I Titan Wrestler. Okay. So that is a... Uh, let's see. Minus... It's an attack, so I still get the plus one, so it's a total of 30.
1: Against fortitude?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, against reflex DC.
1: 30 against reflex?
3: 30 against reflex.
1: Okay, you trip Ooh. it.
3: Ooh. Sweet. So she goes over, and like, as it's staggering to get out of there, she knocks some debris like that it was about, about to stand on and sends the scree falling, and it slips and falls over. Are you done? Yeah.
1: It's not scree. It's a shulm. Yeah, Shh. I get it. No, and does it... Ah, the Shuln is freaking out. Oh, you can do something. Why is it so angry? Oh, does it stand up? Hungry. You know, I'm going to say it's going to stand up, although it can actually do some other things, but I'll wait for it to do that later. Air is standstill.
3: Sure. Uh Uh-oh. we love some attacks of opportunity.
5: 26 versus its flat. Oh, 27 really. Not even close. Not even even close.
1: 24.
3: 34 versus its flat. Okay,
1: that you do hit. Yeah, hits, right, yeah, cool. yeah. and you do a whopping 14 points, 15 points of damage. Yeah. Why 15? What is this extra plus one? Inspire Courage. Who's keep, who keeps giving you this stuff? Hop. Our
4: bard.
2: Happy hap, hap.
4: Blame the fire, sorceress.
2: This was her build from level one, was to get Inspire Courage going. It's just, right. I took a detour with Riley. Right.
1: Who wants to get hit?
5: I'll take it. Oh, okay.
1: Then you'll get the hit. It's going to eat you because God. Damn, it's hungry. I'm delicious. 35. Does it hit you with its 3d10 plus 10 points of damage? Sure.
5: 29. 29. Give me a fortitude save. Oh, you're so far away. 39. If it's a success, it's a critical success. You are
1: fine. This thing is so dynamite. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to bite you again. 37. Your armor is gone. I have no armor. Practically, you're still, you're like naked. It's like ripped to shreds.
5: I love it. I'll fight him naked.
1: You are. You're just hanging all out. Like the Greeks do.
5: Yes. Eat my circus clothes, you weirdo.
1: 28 points of (laughs) damage. Give me a 40. You you could have sold those for money. I'm actually going to say everyone has a hero point from last uh, attack. Thank you. Cool. Everyone gets another one because you guys all like took on like three things. Uh, so you get yours back. Okay. 37.
5: Does a crit success mean anything? No, it just means you don't die. Ataran is up.
1: Oh, uh, okay. man. Ataran,
5: I'm, I'm sh- my clothes are shredded. Look at me. It's terrible.
1: Darius is naked. Oh, weird. Hap,
5: avert your eyes.
1: <laughs> I don't
4: have high hopes for this, but I'm going to try. Fourth level spells. Yeah, Otteron just chants as they point at the creature. Phantasmalish Gilokosh, <gasps> they're casting Phantasmal Killer. Oh, I hope this works. Yeah, depending. We could get some debuff in there with some damage.
1: What's it take? It will save? Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. save first. Does a critical success work? Yeah, unaffected. All right. 39. Rolled
4: an 18. Jeez. <laughs> no! I will.
1: That's a good spell, though. It was a good choice.
4: Yeah.
1: It would have done a lot of damage if you critted it.
4: Autoron will say, Aha, watch out. I am with you and use guidance on her.
1: Okay,
2: cool. Thanks. Ta da! <sighs> Happy, you're up! With two actions and one action. I'm going to summon a sudden bolt of hypnotic and beautiful energy. Oh. It is sudden bolt and inspire courage oh. at level 4. <sighs> Ooh, 51 damage. If if I can get through
3: its reflexes. DC. to trip it pretty <laughs> good. No! Oh, oh no!
4: That's
5: awesome. Oh, no! <clears throat> Oh, no. no. Fail. Fail. Failure. No. Fail. Critical failure.
2: And four <laughs> damage.
4: That's amazing. Oh. That's so good.
1: Why is it 104? Inspire courage, baby. <laughs> who? How do you inspire courage to
2: every? You got to say who you're inspired. Everybody. To. No, I don't. It's everybody. It's a 60-foot it's radius. True. It's everybody.
5: Everybody, everybody.
2: Because I'm a bard, baby.
5: There's only four of us.
1: Yeah, well, still alive.
5: Still, that yeah. was a great hit. That's great. <laughs> that was amazing. Jesus, I <laughs> cooked Aturon it. I
4: loosened it up.
1: Still alive. You done?
2: Yeah, you guys are definitely inspired oh, by that one. I
5: feel great yep. about this. Yes, you crazy shul. Look at my naked body. Look what you've done. Now gaze upon it. Mountain stronghold. Oh, my nakedness is oh my swelling God. up with power. Oh, no. Ateron's uncomfortable. Ateron, I'm sorry about this, but it has to happen.
2: Oh, Hara is uncomfortable. (laughs) You're basically my stepbrother, so this
5: is getting weird. This is terrible. (laughs) I'm sorry, Hap. Don't look upon my swollen parts. And then I... Oh. oh, It's biting me. It's terrible. It's poison. And then I cast my last true strike for today. And I'm going to do a flurry of blows. First strike is going to be roll twice. Oh, the 34. 35. 35. Gets its flat-footed, flat-footedness.
1: Yep, yeah. And that's
5: going to be 18 and six, twenty-four 24 damage. And then a second shot. Only a 21. And then third shot. The Hail Aridon. Also bad.
2: It was a Hail Aridon.
5: Yeah. I'm done.
4: You lose a bunch of your feats because you called to Aridon. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. done. Alhar is up.
3: Oh, goodness. All right. We... mm, mm. You can
4: do it. You're guidanced.
3: No, I know I'm guidanced. I don't want to lose it. So here's what we're going to do. Oh, boy. We're going to do... Okay, so first action. Alhara starts to... Spin her bow staff back and forth across her body as fast as possible, entering whirlwind stance. Second action, while the mole rat might be distracted by the movement of the bow staff, she instead jumps in the air and bicycle kicks this thing. One, two. The first one's going to be a unarmed strike confident finish to make it count as much as we can. Uh, Ooh, nice. That is 40 against its flat-footed armor class. Normal hit. Woo! Alright. It is wow. bludgeoning damage, but it does have a couple advantages.
4: Bludgeoning is good.
3: One is sneak attack for an extra six points, and with all of the precision damage and stuff I rolled, we're looking at twenty nine points of damage. Wow. Yeah. You done? Nope. Let's I got go my s- we got
2: lucky with that Nat 1 on the reflex. Yes, game. we, we did. did. Yes, we did.
1: We are very lucky. We're not done yet.
3: I got a secondary hit. My last action of the round is a 32 against its flat-footed. Sure you hit. All right. I got a little extra sneak attack in there. So this is... Not, let's see. Uh, I used my panache, so it's 14. only 14 points. Yeah, thank you. Yes!
4: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's not over yet. Hap won that. It is.
2: It, it is.
3: Whew. It, it, it's, it's got the big X we're out of combat yeah but Steve said it's not over yet oh
2: well
5: he it. Don't tell oh, how would okay. miss. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's over you killed oh, it wow Autron's just staring oh my gosh <sighs> that was so scary I'll, uh, I'll use one wow. action to inspire courage again just a little mm, mm, mm,
3: mm, 104
5: mm. points that's exactly what we needed to happen. Hap,
3: that oh was
4: amazing. I, I could not get through its defenses. It, I could not reach its mind for such a creature. I, I was shocked, but that, it obliterated it. Oh, I just got
5: lucky. You did great, Hap.
3: Oh, Hara pulls out the blanket from her bedroll and holds it out to Darius while looking away and is like, just, just put this on, please.
5: Yes, I will. There's probably like shreds of old armor in the bag and stuff. Like, I'll just, it on my the the strategic parts darius
3: is wearing rags and a loincloth
5: that's it i feel free in this Ateron will help darius dress
3: happier thank you your magic is
2: so potent Uh, i mean i just got lucky just a lucky shot
5: your lucky shot is way better than all of our lucky shots combined that was amazing i
2: can't do this an unlimited number of times i get wore out
5: look you did it once and holy hell that was enough sometimes once is enough
2: and it's funny Okay, out of character. It's funny. You read all the community posts. People be bitching that that spellcasters are outclassed by every marshal. It's like, nah, y'all just don't know how to play them.
5: Uh, I mean, you know, saves, man.
4: It depends. Yep, Arteron will say, okay, um, we obviously should look around this pit of yes. where it lives. Hole, yes. Do we continue up into that hall you spotted, or look now? We we obviously have to come back here anyway.
2: Why don't we spend a minute and heal up a little bit?
4: Yeah, spend a minute, heal up, and look. Okay, I will help Alhara look.
3: Yeah, that sounds good. So
4: if Alhara is searching, Otteron helps. Yeah. or Whoever's searching, Otteron only assists, because they're not that great.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, Alhara will search. When she gets over to that, like, caved-in bit that seems just impenetrably dark, she will unhook the section on her bracer to let that continual flame out so that that bright light shines in there what is that it is a heightened continual flame heightened two let me look up the level i want to say level four or five it was heightened enough to like take out even deeper darkness i don't know where it's on the character sheet it got erased or something sorry i'm looking it up
1: well what was put on it because light a higher level of light only makes it bigger It just makes sense.
5: No, hers, it it could pierce certain levels of magical darkness. What is it? Because it's not light. Continual
3: flame.
0: Okay.
3: But the darkness light rules says that it's magic light, and so it counteracts magical darkness of its level or lower. I'm pretty sure I got the fifth level version. It's not on this version of the character sheet. You did get the fifth level
2: version, but... You did. I have to double check, too. I remember you talking about this, and we did a rules discussion, but... It's always good to look it up and have it in text.
4: Do you know what it's based off for cost?
3: It's 5th level. It's a 60 gold piece cost plus the spellcasting service that I paid.
4: Yeah, I see you paid 140 for it according to my accounting. Just a moment.
3: <laughs> Spellcasting's from services. 5th level spell is 80 and 80 plus 60 is 140. So yeah, it's a 5th level version.
4: Okay. Yeah, on April 1st, 2021, you paid 140 gold for this. Cool, thanks. I'm going to put it back
1: on my character sheet.
4: That was session 47. By the way,
1: today is session 62. So it will counter anything up to 5th level? Yeah. Okay, well, then show me where you go and
3: what you do. All right, I'll put it on my character sheet. I don't know how it got off there. I apologize. Okay, so Alice Alhara is examining all the rocks and stuff and looking around there's that dark tunnel that's very interesting so she's gonna go over to it peer down inside and like if she really can't see in there she's not gonna stick limbs into the darkness or nothing but as she gets closer she's going to unlatch the leather flap that she keeps over the continual flame so it's not just bright forever so she's gonna undo that so that the light can shine into that hole and she's just sort of holding up her her right forearm to it
1: all right do you have Dark vision. Nope. Okay, so yes, you can't see into it at all. It is pure black. If you take out this sphere of continual flame, now you can look into it.
3: It's not a sphere, it's it's cast on like a a bracer with like an extra leather flap on it.
1: Yeah. You see a tunnel in the tower that widens into a small chamber. Hmm. Ooh, a room. That is what you see. And the chamber continues to actually you see this continue to hold on. Actually continues to outside. Hmm. You can see all the way through. So it's a small chamber. So there's like a small tunnel that's like 10 feet wide. And then a chamber which is an indeterminate amount of height and right. width north and south. It goes another 15 feet to the east and then another fifteen okay. feet and then it goes outside. So it looks like from you, it looks like Where you are, it's actually pretty easy. It's only you're like 45 Mm. feet and then you're outside probably to that. And you could see it's actually leading to that terrace that was at the top of those staircase. Okay. And
3: I can, I can see some sort of sunlight and stuff beyond. So like I can see all the way to where. Yeah.
1: Well, you can, because you're, it's, it's pushing through this darkness.
3: Right. Right. It's clearing out that. Okay.
1: But you can see to the north and south of this room. From your angle. Right. So,
3: yeah, I imagine there's a pretty narrow beam of light going through, cutting through that darkness.
4: Yeah, Ataran sees something to the north from the angle, it seems like. But either way, Atteron just puts a reminding hand on Ahara's shoulder and says, but It doesn't seem like there is much left to explore, but let us look here first. I do not wish to find some sort of Zogeth ambush suddenly.
3: Okay, right. She's going to keep the light out and strap down that flap on the bracer to let the light continue to be exposed so she's ready. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll finish investigating the rest of this rubble, see if there's anything wrong.
4: Atron's just a little concerned. Alhara's like,
3: oh, look, it's practically the end. Bye! How did you know that's exactly what I was going to do next?
1: Yes, Ataran knows Alhara. You look through the rubble and you find an ancient skeleton lying crushed beneath the debris, and it is wearing a breastplate that looks immaculate.
3: Ooh, tell us more.
1: Ooh. <laughs> That's all you find. Does it,
3: like, have any cool designs on it, or...?
1: It's a shining bronze overlaid with reinforcing golden panels in the shape of lions'
3: heads. Cool. Atron, is this magic? Do you sense any magic runes on it or anything?
4: All this, Aruda, Atron chants, and redora. To see if it has magic on it
1: yes it is magical
4: indeed we will have to look it over but it is magic this is a old skeleton perhaps during the war the battles that happened here I'm hmm. um, happy if you would be so kind to we can put this breastplate in the uh, bag
2: oh yeah that's fine hmm Hap is now the official holder of the bags of holding yeah
4: all right Atron will say a quick prayer to Aridin and, like, put a hand to the skeleton, just assuming they're probably a worshipper of Aridin since
1: they're here, and then rejoin Ahara, whatever she's looking at. Okay, yeah. You look around the rubble for a while. There doesn't appear to be anything else, or at least anything else was eaten long ago, and it looks like the only reason oh, this wasn't point. eaten is because it's too hard even for adamantium teeth oh. to go through.
2: Ooh. Well, mm-hmm. Is that, I'm excited. is that a thing?
1: Ooh, very I didn't know that was or a thing. I just didn't
4: bother. Hey. It was a snack for hey, later. Hey,
3: on. Right. I found yes. something. Does, yeah. Doesn't this rock look perfect for throwing? I, don't know, I was like tossing a rock up in the air and catching it. It's about the size of a softball.
4: Yes, it, um, it is. Where is it going?
3: <laughs> Into the skull of the next Zolgath we face, that's for sure.
4: Well, yes, I have to assume there might be some waiting for us now. Ahem. <clears> turn <throat> just clears their throat and like looks towards that hallway. Let's get this over with, and then hopefully we can commune with the orb.
3: Okay, alright, okay. Alright, everyone ready to go through this little crack into this other room? Yes. Okay, Well, assemble. Ohara makes sure that her light is pointed in that direction, and away she goes. She slips on in.
1: You slip into the tunnel, and it looks like You can't see as well. You have to go in a little bit further, but it looks like there is a table. Now you can see it. You see a table made of stone leaning against the north wall. It has several clay tablets upon it. And there's a shelf that holds several large stone hands. Oh, that's where they make golems.
3: Or repair the ones that have been here.
4: Yeah, remember they had all the like broken golems outside mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh yeah,
3: that's right. They might be finding the parts that are still good on all the golems that used to roam this area, and then put them back together.
4: Oh no, Adaran says. Oh well, Adaran's not in there yet, but maybe I'll remark
3: on something later. Skinny button here. All right. If there's no creatures in here that Ahara sees, she will creep into the room.
1: Okay, you creep into the room, and as you creep into the room, something happens. I'm shocked. What? I'm excited for stone tablets though. The stone golem hands rattle and start making sound like like they're jumping up and down on the table and sort of making all this racket.
3: Can we try to stop them? Can we reach over and like hold them steady?
1: Patty yeah, cake sure i mean they're they're on one two three they're on like 20 foots of table but yes you can try to go there's
3: oh it's not just like a pair of hands right adjacent to me no
1: no 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 all of them all of the stone hands that are unattached and like just in the shelves on the table oh. there's some in front of you they're all just sort of like hopping around like uh, they're on a skittle
4: what is that sound? Come
1: down here and look, it's weird.
5: Golem hands are rattling.
4: That is not a good sign. It's not a bad sign.
2: I think it's kind of a bad sign. Everything that moves tries to kill us.
4: They could be haunted. Be ready.
3: Brother, let's head to this corridor and be prepared for them to come see what that sound is. I bet it's just an alarm.
4: Well, that could be.
3: I like the idea that they're all
2: snapping in tune like it's some kind yeah. of jazz song.
4: Yeah, we're gonna get you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Can anyone... Animated objects, maybe? What can what languages can everyone speak?
4: Oteron can speak as Lanti, Common, Elven, Gnomish, Shadow Tongue, Sylvan, and Undercommon.
2: Nope. Hap, what can you speak? I actually never selected any. I just want to speak, like, whatever the elemental language is. Okay, cool. Darius, so what do you speak?
5: Elven, and, like, it's a special language of thigh flexing. Alhara, what do you speak?
3: I speak human, or Taldane, Okay. elven, and okay. halfling. Wait, Varisian. One of those two.
1: Okay. You hear coming from the chamber something that sounds like a demand. Sounds like, like ta You have no idea what they're saying, but it doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good, though. That was pretty good, Steve. Can we take a moment?
4: Yeah, I like that. Atron, what'd they say? I do not know that language. Can I identify what language it is, perhaps, with, like, a society check or something? Yeah, hold on. Cool. Terran? Uh,
1: No, that's dwarven. Oh, close.
4: Adron just says, that is the language of the dwarves. It is dwarven. A dwarf is here? Mm, Not that I see. Which chamber is it coming from? It's coming from that whole room. Oh. Like, where the rattling keeps continuing going. I am inclined to think haunted again. Hmm. Adron will step back, just not trying to incite a riot, necessarily. Quiet riot? (laughs) Oh, Or just a regular riot. I don't know if there's anything I can do without setting down to use my spirit feet, but, like, maybe a religion check or something? I don't know. Well, before you can do that,
1: you see two dwarven ghosts... Oof. Materialize from the ether, one to the north, one to the south, floating in the air. Be pissed that you guys have intruded upon your space.
0: Roll for combat!
1: In fact, I even have little pictures of what they look like.
4: Yeah, they're cool. I mm-hmm. like the pictures. I
2: want to see the picture
1: pictures. All well, the icons. Unless you have mm-hmm. other pictures. Yeah. There, that's what it looks like. It's a dwarf. He's throwing a Hadouken. Ooh.
2: Ooh. He is. And he's...
1: Throwing a hodo. That is a good picture. Yes. And yeah, they, they're they the ones talking to you. You can tell. And they, they're they pissed that you are here. So it, it's worse than a haunt. It's full on spectral. Yo, full on <laughs> spectral analysis, thing They're here and they're ready to party. Atron pulls out a sending stone
4: and calls a New York City area code number. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, the thing is, Atron knows a few things. First, they're definitely ghosts. Second, they got a whole bunch of things they can do. to you. And third, even if you kill them, they're just going to come right back. So they're going to go all out because they don't care because you can't kill them. Not permanently, anyhow. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can figure out how to make them rest, then they will move on to the afterlife. But they're just stuck here. So go right ahead and try to kill them, but they won't be destroyed. They'll just come back the very next day. Oh, the ghost came back. You thought he was a goner, but the ghost came back. I mean, we're not going
2: to be here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of time to leave the place. We either
4: have to align to this
2: tower or fix all the towers, and hopefully that'll do Also, work. you know, I took Searing Light, so... You've got to be out of spells by now. How many spells do you have left? I'm actually doing fine. I got two first,
1: three A second, million? three third, three fourth, two fifth. I, I wanna start seeing these lists because it sounds like you're casting things every nice. round.
3: Nope. Sorcerer. High level sorcerer, millions of spells. In the in the first fight, like I cast like two fifth
2: levels and then I just started punching stuff.
4: Yeah. You okay. have more than I do, but the ghost
2: came back. Alright, good night, patrons. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks everybody.
2: Good
3: night.
0: You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. Been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to attack the darkness.